Hello, this is your host, Allie Hansen, and welcome back to the Overcome and Become podcast. Let's get motivated. Hello, Overcome and Become family. Welcome back. This is your host, Allie. I'm so happy to be here today. And as you saw by the title of this episode, it's going to be a good one. It's going to get down to the nitty gritty of what I hated about treatment. There were a top two that were just absolutely brutal for me and especially one in particular. So we're going to get right into it. The first one I have is pentamining. So that is when they put you on this chair and they put you in like this clear tent thing by yourself. Like your parents or whoever is there with you can sit right outside, but you have to be in there by yourself. And they give you this, I don't even know what it's called, this thing, and you have to inhale it and then breathe out and inhale, but it makes your throat so dry and it hurts really bad just when you breathe it in, but you also can't swallow because it like dries out everything in your mouth. So you have to, they call it a spit rag, okay? They give you this rag and you just have to spit all over it. And so there's like slobber everywhere. But of course, I'm just bawling my eyes out. And this was the worst thing ever because my throat hurt so bad. I was so tired of having to spit everywhere and having all this spit all over my hand. And it's sad because you're in this tent by yourself. Yes, it is clear. Like I could see my mom and dad. I could see the doctor, but you're still in there by yourself having to do this. And this has to go for 30 minutes. And it doesn't seem like a long time, but it is a very, very long time when you're doing it. And I absolutely hated this with my whole heart. I would never want to do it again. In fact, my mom had to tell him like, oh, you know, we're going to have to figure out something different because I did this two times and it was such a miserable experience both times and ended up taking so much longer than it normally would have because I was just bawling my eyes out and like I wouldn't inhale it. And anyways, it was just a fiasco. Luckily, I only had to do that two times, but it was rough. And the second thing is Erwinia. Let me tell you about this. So when I was first diagnosed, I had to have this chemotherapy called pegasparaginase or peg for short that's what most people call it and that is a chemotherapy drug that a lot of people have an allergic reaction to but it's usually on the second dose so the first dose you get most kids are totally fine they just act normal but the second dose I got of this I had an anaphylactic allergic reaction, so they came in, my throat was swelling up, I was getting hives everywhere, so itchy, and they gave me Benadryl, and so when you have a terrible allergic reaction like that, they can no longer give you that chemotherapy drug because if my throat is swelling up, I won't be able to breathe and I'll end up dying, and so they definitely would not want that to happen, but the alternative for that is Erwinia, so this is six shots a week in your legs Monday Wednesday and Friday is what we had to do and these were rough so I when I started doing these I was in the mindset of okay I've had so many shots and so many things I was already used to it and then they gave me these shots like I said two shots in your legs and these things hurt so bad so bad so on top of having to be down in phoenix monday wednesday and friday which is basically our whole life we would drive down sunday be there monday tuesday wednesday drive home wednesday be there thursday drive back thursday 
be there Friday, drive back Friday, be home Saturday, and go back Sunday. This was weeks and weeks and weeks, and I just didn't want to go back to Phoenix. I was like, I'm so tired of Phoenix. I'm tired of driving. I'm tired of being down there all the time, but back to Arwinia, the experience was just brutal because I would be sobbing, and they'd be pinning me down, and I'd be yelling, you're supposed to be helping me, not hurting me, and it was really rough. I'll be honest, I made it a lot harder on myself and a lot harder on everyone else around me, and I definitely do have regret from that, but also looking back, I was little and it obviously did not feel too good, but it was definitely a brutal, brutal experience every time we had to get it until one time my mom, I can't remember exactly why, but she wasn't going to be able to go down and she was like freaking out about it. It was a Friday, so I wasn't even, all I was getting was Erwinia. We were going down, getting shots and coming back and she was there with me the whole time, every single appointment, but she did not want to miss this, and like I said, for some reason, she had to, and so my dad and I were going to go down, and one, I have a distinct memory of being so excited because my dad and I both love fish and sushi and seafood and all of that yummy stuff, but my mom hates it. She does not want anything to do with seafood, so my dad and I were going to go to Red Lobster, and I was so excited. I was like, okay, this is going to make the trip so much better. And then I had a little best friend. Her name is Kenzie. And I know I've mentioned her before, but she was with me throughout it all as well. She was that little friend that I had that was always there. And I love her so much for that. I'm so grateful for all her always being there. But she ended up coming with us. And I remember that she was young too because she's a little bit younger than I am. And my mom and dad were telling me, like, she's going to come in. Like, she'll be there when you get your shots and you can't freak her out. You can't scare her. You can't be screaming. And so I was like, okay. And then my mom actually ended up coming anyways. And the disappointment I felt when I found out we couldn't go to Red Lobster, I was so sad. But she was like, no, you can go to Red Lobster anyways. So that part of the trip was very exciting. But when I went down, Kenzie was really that pivotal turn moment for me because I had in my mind that I couldn't scare her and then I needed to calm down. So when I got those shots that Friday, yes, they were still painful, didn't feel good. Obviously, it wasn't the best experience, but when I decided to calm down, it changed the game. I also had a nurse. Her name was Christine. I had a lot of very, very incredible nurses, but Christine in particular was one like I have never seen before. She was oftentimes there when I got these shots and she hated it. She hated watching it. She hated doing it. And for her, being a nurse wasn't just a job to her. It was her passion. It was her way of making the world a better place, her way of making herself a better person. And what I saw in Christine was that she was so much more than just a nurse to me. She cared about me as a person, whether I was in the hospital or outside of the hospital, and she wanted to make this better because she knew that there was no other option. I had to get Erwinia. She knew it was painful. She couldn't make it less painful, but she tried a million different things to try and help make this experience so much better. She wrote me the sweetest journal and made all of these books and did all of this research and just constantly talking and talking and talking to me and really did 
help make that experience better because it was hard and I don't know why it took so long to be able to kind of turn it around from just freaking out to being able to contain myself more, but it was. So Kenzie and Christine, thank you so much. You really saved me on that because I know it would have been so much longer and so much more brutal if that happened every single time because it was happening every single time for a while and it was rough, but those were my two least favorite things I ever had to do while I was going through treatment. They were just miserable, brutal. I have terrible memories from them. I never want to go back and I hope to never go back, but this episode's running a little short, so I'm going to share about my lumbar punctures because it's Charlie Cancer Awareness Month. We're spreading all the awareness. We're giving you guys some insight onto my story, so why not keep sharing some things? So when I was going through treatment, I had 23 lumbar punctures, LPs. It's when they put a needle in your spine, they take out bone marrow and put chemotherapy in. They do put you under for this. Thankfully, at the Children's Hospital, they do put you under for this, so I never felt it. It always went well. In the beginning, when they would give it to me, I would get terrible spinal headaches, like so bad, just raging. So they changed the needle to a blunt tip and it ended up being so much better. I had no problems. I'd go and get it. Yeah, I'd be a little nauseous after, but I was also nauseous for two and a half years because of all the chemotherapy. So that didn't really seem to phase me too much. But on my 29th lumbar puncture, I do not know what happened, but I was literally on the couch for a week. And every time I talk about how grateful I am to be where I'm at from literally being at a point where I couldn't get off the couch, my mind always goes to this experience, this memory, because I was in so much pain. My back hurt worse than it has ever hurt before. Every time I even sat up, my head would start pounding because it was like my back was sending these shooting pains straight to my head, so my back would be killing me, my head would be pounding, and I remember being on the couch for a week watching so many movies, but every time I had to get up to go to the bathroom, I would just dread it because it was so painful. We don't know why this happened. We don't know why all of a sudden on the 29th one that I had, it was so terrible, but ever since then, my back, like my back will bother me sometimes, so I always joke that I'm an old lady because I already got back problems, but when I was diagnosed with Miss C, I had to get another lumbar puncture, and that wasn't to take spinal fluid out and put chemotherapy back in. That was just to take spinal fluid out so they could test it because when I had Miss C, I got tested for it feels like everything known on planet earth because they could not figure out what was wrong and that hit the 30 procedure mark of lumbar punctures which my mom and I both never thought we were ever going to have to hit but once again that one was fine. I don't know what happened on that 29th one. I don't know if maybe a little nerve was caught, but that was kind of a crazy experience from literally not being able to get off the couch. This life is full of so many ups and downs, things that we hate, miserable things that we never ever want to do, and really hard things. But if I can tell you guys anything, and I'll tell it to you time and time again, I have already told it to you time and time again, people can do hard things. And it's incredible to see 
what we can do, what our bodies are capable of doing, what other people are capable of doing for other people. And it's all a matter of choice because I really didn't have a choice to get Erwinia. We didn't have a choice to make it less painful. Christine went out of her way to do her part to be able to make this the experience the best that she could even though it was a miserable and hard thing. So I challenge you guys to really be a good person. Go out of your way to go above and beyond. Really overcome and become the extraordinary because that is what this life is all about. And I'm so fascinated with humans and what they're capable of doing and how they can rebound from so many different things and how they can be such an extraordinary individual. There are so many terrible things that are going on in this world because of people, but all of that is so easy to see. It's so easy to see the bad things in people, the bad things in the world, and we never automatically go to the good things we have a choice to be able to do that we have a choice to be able to turn our minds to look towards the good to look at the good in the world to look at the good in people and that's not saying being totally oblivious to everything that goes on because you do want to be aware of the bad things you want to be aware of yourself but I think this world could be so much better we could be so much better I'm already so fascinated with humans as it is and the things that they can do. Imagine if we reverse the world to really prioritizing the good, focusing on the good, and wanting to strive towards the good. Because I know it would do incredible things for so many people. Just being kind and being a good person and doing things that you don't want to do. Because at some point in your life, you're going to have to do it. In my scenario, it was to fight for my life. I wanted to stay alive. I wanted to still be here today. And so that's what I had to do. And it came with hard things, but look at the consequences from it. Every choice comes with a consequence, whether good or bad. I feel like a mom saying that, but it's so true. And the consequence I got was to still be here today. And that was the best consequence I've ever gotten on this planet. And so I encourage you guys to just hit things right in the head. Quit avoiding those brick walls and just go right through them and see how you blossom on the other side. See what you become on the other side because it's going to be extraordinary. It's going to be amazing. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of some things that I hated, some excruciating pain that I've been in. There are so much that not just me, but millions of cancer kids go through every single day, and it breaks my heart because I I went through that, but I know it's not just me. And I know that there's so many kids that go through even more than I go through. So it's so important that we raise awareness and we show these kids some love because they deserve it. They deserve to be able to get treatment and be healthy after that because right now we don't have enough research to be able to figure out a way to give kids chemotherapy and radiation to have it kill cancer cells and then be totally fine after treatment because it kills so many good cells as well, which is not okay. We need to be 
looking at childhood cancer like we look at breast cancer, the amount of awareness and fundraising and money and donations that go towards breast cancer is amazing. It's truly amazing because every single cancer deserves that research, but we need to be putting just as much effort into these children that still have a whole life to live that deserve this because I deserved it. And everyone else deserves it. All of these kids, I have watched kids fight. I've watched kids go through pain. I've watched myself fight. I've watched myself go through pain. And I hate it. I really hate it. And I hate knowing from my own experience that even after treatment, I have had so many problems. And kids have so many, so many problems. And they deserve better than that. So let's do our part. Raise awareness. Share little childhood cancer things on social media. Put flyers up around your town. Wear gold and orange for childhood cancer and leukemia cancer awareness month. When you talk to people, if they ask you why you're wearing a cancer ribbon, why you're wearing gold, why you're wearing orange, let them know and be a part of these childhood cancer foundations because you are never going to regret being a good person. You can regret being a bad person. You can regret something bad that you said, but I want you to think back on your life when you have ever regretted being a good person, when you've ever regretted going out of your way to go above and beyond because you haven't. So let's put more time and more effort into these kids that still have to fight, into these kids that are still being diagnosed and that still have to fight for their life every single day so we can improve the odds of survival rates, but we can also improve the odds of being able to be healthy after going through such a life-threatening illness. And that's all I have for you guys today. I actually have two quotes because... I love them both a lot. The first one, my dad is going to be like, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift. I didn't even realize this was by Taylor Swift, but it is, and it's a really good quote, so I'm going to share it. In my opinion, one of the bravest things that a human being could ever do is go through something absolutely unbearable and then share their experience with the world. This is something that everyone can do, and you can share other people's experiences And I love that when people figure out who they are, even though they go through hard things, they can still have their foundation and who they are as a person. And it's incredible to watch from so many different people. The next quote is, cancer is only going to be a chapter in your life, not the whole story. Joe Wasser. And I love this because I personally had cancer, but not everyone has that. But everyone has hard things that they go through, so you can swap out that first word for something different, and you have to remember that life is full of chapters. When you read a book, it's not one chapter. It is so, so many chapters, and your life is full of so much gratitude and love and life. So remember that the hard things that you go through aren't going to last forever and they are only a chapter and really that might only be the beginning. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week for another very exciting one. Have a great week. Bye!